Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. You know, it is great to have you on with us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm sorry to miss BK. I'm, I'm sure he's up to zero good. Yeah, zero good in Memphis. And frankly, he's told us before he left that he's not sure he'll be able to survive this bachelor party. So, so far, so good. <laughs> we heard from him last night and he's alive. So we'll find more out, I guess, on Monday. But uh, we're happy to have you on because we wanted to get into, of course, the Cardinals, the wild card race, the pitching side of things for the Cardinals team right now. And, and let's just start with that, you know, because I, I want to start with Adam Wainwright for how impressive of a season he is having this year. And of course, starting tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers, I mean, did you see this coming at all with Adam Wainwright in his age 40 season? Uh, it's, it's actually funny. I have these numbers uh, that do that, that sort of try to take away the results and just look at stuff and location. And Wainwright kept popping in my numbers, and I was just like, no, he's too old. <laughs> and I didn't trust my own numbers. Uh, but uh, I think he speaks to a little bit the, the power of um, having a great breaking ball that you can command. Um, and I think between that curveball and uh, figuring out how to use the cutter as uh, basically a fastball as an establishing pitch, um, looks like he could do it forever. Yeah, it does look like he could do it forever. And we mentioned the wild card race and the Cardinals trying to climb back into it. You know, I'm curious your thoughts on the Cardinals rotation kind of as a whole, because wayno has been that one consistent for the Cardinals. And early in the year, they had the walk issues when they had John Gant. They went and solidified it a little bit by adding John Lester and Jay Happ. I'm kind of curious, though, do you think the Cardinals rotation now is good enough to kind of help them get into the playoff uh, race? Uh, you know, it would be so much better if Jack was uh, Jack Flaherty was healthy. Uh, that was a that was a big one because it just gives you uh, two primo stuff guys at the top, um, and then you fill in with the veterans with um, you know Michaelis, Lester, and Hap. But um, I think without Flaherty, you know, I think that might be good enough to get into the playoffs. Without Flaherty, it's going to be hard to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. I would say. What's the injury concern, you know, for going into, to, I guess, next season with this group of players? Because you're not sure if you're bringing back KK, who's a free agent. Michaelis has missed nearly two years of time. Jack Flaherty's had an injured season, and you don't know with Adam Wainwright. I mean, with all of these injuries kind of surrounding the pitching staff, should there be more concern about this Cardinals team next season? Uh, yeah, I... It's always a weird, it's a weird team, man, because I think there's a lot of promise in that outfield. I think Bader's finally getting it together. Uh, Tyler O'Neill looks like he's kind of having the season that we thought he could. And I think Carlson has another level. So there are players that have promise that could be better next year, right? I mean, that's, that's all they want with Arenado and Goldschmidt 
as the cornerstones and then three players that could be a lot better, I could see the offense being better. The pitching program, though, I think is lacking. I'm, I'm, you know, you look across the division at the Brewers, and they traded away J.P. Fireyes and then Drew, Drew Rasmussen to get Willie Adamas, and it didn't matter. They got Jake Cousins, just came out of nowhere, and now he's like this huge stuff uh, reliever that's really important for them. So um, I feel like they, and they turned out Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, I, I'm looking for that on the Cardinals side, and I think the pitching development program is has been left behind a little bit. And, and you mentioned the what the looking for that in the Cardinals rotation. One guy that we've talked about all year for the Cardinals as possibly a starter next year is Alex Reyes, and he was electric for the Cardinals to begin the season. Had 24 straight saves, was an All Star, and then he blew three of his last five. And now the Cardinals have taken taken him out of the closer's role, and he's had issues with walks all year long. Do you, do you view him as a starter next season, and how difficult do you think it is for a guy that's going to get about 80 innings this year to be built up next season to be at around like 150 to be like a number four starter? Uh, yeah, I, I, I go back to the, the stuff and command numbers, and what I see is the, in the slider and the four scene, he has absolutely two above-average stuff pitches. Um, he can command the slider well enough that uh, you could see some, you know, you know, stealing some strikes with the slider and, and staying in counts with the slider. Um, he can't uh, command the sinker or the curveball to change up. And, in fact, the sinker doesn't rate that well by stuff numbers, so I'm really surprised by how much he throws it. I wonder if it's a bit of a leftover from days gone by in St. Louis where, you know, the sinker used to be, uh, you know, uh, a godlike pitch. <laughs> it was like that was the, the Cardinals' pitch. Um, you know, if I were him, I would kind of uh, simplify a little bit, uh, focus on the four-seam and slider, uh, and then use the curveball and change up pretty much uh, only when I had the count in my favor uh, because he can't command those pitches. And that's, that's really the overall problem. Uh, I think he has reliever-level command. Uh, so if I, if I was coaching him, I'd probably just focus on the four-seam and slider um, and try to uh, make a, a closer out of him. Do, do you think that that command is more of him? Is it just kind of him in general he struggles with command? Or do you think it's more of as a reliever, going more max effort, and maybe if he converts to a starter, he doesn't go all out, and maybe he gets some some of that command back? Uh, it's possible that uh, that that could work, but, I mean, I look up and down his minor league career, and uh, I don't really see much evidence of that, you know, in terms of walk rate. So, um, I, and also the modern game just pretty much asks everyone to max out all the time. Um, he does have enough velo that uh, maybe he could sit 94 instead um, and uh, and have better command of, of the sinker. Um, I'd be interested in trying that out, but I also think that uh, you know between all the springs that he's had and all the back and forth that he's had with the Cardinals, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried that with him. You know. We got a couple more minutes with Eno Saris of the Athletic covers Major League Baseball. He is with us here on BK and Ferrario. So, with Alex Reyes' conversation, and of course talking about him possibly being in the starters' role next year, you look at the closer situation for the Cardinals, and it's unsure with Jordan Hicks of where he's going to be next season because he's been injured this season as well. When you look at the player that is Giovanni Gallegos, you know, do you see a potential long-term closer for the Cardinals in his role? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I don't see there uh, being as much of a need uh, at closer. I'm not. I'm not as nervous about them long term. Genesis Cabrera's uh, pretty good. Uh, he could take a step forward, uh, and then Jordan Hicks is still there. Um, you know, Cody Cody Whitley 
uh, is an interesting reliever uh, in the minor leagues. You know, there's some that uh, has had great minor league numbers and a little bit of struggles at the major leagues. He could put it together. Uh, relievers are something that I think you find. And in fact, uh, if I was going to, uh, you know, find a way forward for this offseason for the Cardinals, uh, I would focus on doing a little bit like what they did at the trade deadline and finding veteran pitchers on slow, on, on short-term deals. So maybe not exactly Happ and Lester again, uh, but somebody like them. You know, look at the uh, success that the Braves have had with Charlie Morton. Um, you know, Rich Hill is nearing the end of his career, but he's, he's given his teams a lot of value this year. There are usually older veteran starting pitchers that have proven themselves um, that might be looking for a bounce back contract that would love to pitch in St. Louis. So I think that, you know, if you have one or two spots given to them, Jack comes back. Uh, they could have they could have a different year next year. So if they do that, you know, and they go out and they spend kind of in the, in the bargain bin for the pitcher's side and they can add some depth on top of the players that they have in position, do you feel like that the Cardinals should be and could be a player for one of the big-name shortstops? Huh. Um you know, it's that would cost a lot more. <laughs> uh, and in terms of payroll, uh, we're talking about uh, a team that finished this year uh, right around 170 million, um, right around the same place they were last year. In terms of money coming off, I guess they have uh, maybe uh, Matt Carpenter's 18.5 million, um, unless that's bested already. I doubt it has. Uh, then you've got Carlos Martinez at 17 million, uh, and uh, I guess that makes them a player, right? I mean, you're going to have you know 30, 40 million to, to spend, maybe. Uh, that could make them a player. I, I like Paul DeYoung though. I think he's fine. Um, I think there might be a better fit for them. Maybe, maybe you actually spend and try to get a young pitcher, a youngish pitcher. And you mentioned you're you're big on Paul DeYoung. Do do you think that the Cardinals, if if they don't try, if they can't find maybe it's a trade partner, or maybe they're big on Paul DeYoung? Do you think they should look at possibly maybe bringing in someone as? A, that provides a little bit of competition for Paul DeYoung, or do you think it's just you walk into next year, even with his struggles, and you could say Paul DeYoung's our starting shortstop in 2022? I'm, I'm, I think I'm good with him. I mean, um, you know, Kevin Gossman's going to hit the hit the uh, the uh, the free agency market. Uh, he might be a really interesting uh, a guy to look at. So uh, somebody of that nature, uh, you know, that might that would make a lot more sense. Uh, in terms of needs, that's the reason I'm saying this is because Paul Young can be fine at shortstop if uh, all those outfielders or if two of those outfielders take a step forward. So there's enough there where you can say, all right, we've got league average types at every position, and then we have our two studs, and then we have an outfield full of guys that could be better uh, than they were last year. That's good enough for me on the offensive side, actually. I know it's a little bit hard to see because sometimes the Cardinals have struggles, but you have to remember. Their park is a little bit like uh, San Francisco's. Those are the two most pitching-friendly parks in the big leagues. Everybody calling for Jeff Albert's job, I'm not sure that they all realize how tough it is to, to hit in St. Louis. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, final one from me. We've talked a lot about, obviously, the offseason and the Cardinals' pursuit, but I am curious just your thoughts on this wild-card race because it seems like nobody in the National League really wants that final wild-card spot, which has given the Cardinals the opportunity in front of them to make a real run for it. Do you feel like they can legitimately pull this off and get that final playoff spot? It's going to be tough because there's a crowd. Um, you know, and it's not just you know, the, the sort of four games that they have to, to get to, to catch the, uh, the Reds or the three games that they need. Uh, it's just that they have to keep winning while 
everybody else is trying to take a bite at the apple. The Padres will be taking a bite at the apple. The Phillies, the Mets could get it together. So it's going to be a race down to the bottom, uh, down to the, the last day of the season probably. And that's why I like the wild card ultimately. You know, you've got, uh, I think, two really compelling races for the second wild card in both leagues with really good teams. I think the Cardinals are a good team. I think the Reds are a good team. I think the Padres are a good team. So, uh, you know, some good teams won't make it, so there's still a penalty for, for not being great in, in the regular season. And yet we're going to go right down to the end. I don't know that I'd make the Cardinals a favorite in that group, uh, but I really think it's so tightly bunched that they have a chance. He's Eno Saris. Phenomenal work covering baseball on The Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter. You should give him a follow on Twitter at Eno Saris, E-N-O-S-A-R-R-I-S. Eno, it's always great to chat with you, buddy. I will send my best uh, from you for BK, and hopefully he survives this bachelor party, and we look forward to talking again soon. All right, thank you. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. <sighs> Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.